0: Helen and you are listening to The D Word, a podcast about disability where I ask my guests the questions everyone is thinking but might be too afraid to ask. This is an opportunity to educate and inform while also sharing our stories like never heard before. There are going to be highs, there are going to be lows, but I am hoping you're going to stick with me throughout this series and become more informed and less awkward when it comes to disabilities. My guest today... Is one of the most stunning humans I know. Uh, he is an activist, a presenter, a fashionista and the winner of the Circle UK 2019. It is the one and only Patti Smith.
1: Hello Ellen, how are you? What an introduction
0: you gave me. Oh of course, I was literally sitting here staring at you and I was like, how would I describe Paddy? And (laughs) stunning is just the one word that comes to mind because that's what you are, like you light up a room with both your personality and the clothes you wear. So (laughs) it's the only way to describe you. Um, First of all, I want to kind of start the podcast by just saying a big thank you to Paddy because he is probably the main reason that we are here today because we did a little pie- and he's the reason that I was able to get my sponsor on board which is of course Allianz. So thank you Patty, for coming in again and re-recording.
1: Amazing, <laughs> of course,
0: something for you. So how are you?
1: I am absolutely great. Tired, but I'm always tired after the weekend. I burn the candle at both ends all the time. I party, party, party and then work hardy, hardy, hardy.
0: <laughs> well you have to party hard if you <laughs> work hard. Like, Come on, everyone knows that. What have you been up to?
1: What I've been up to, well, I've been traveling back, from, back and forth from the UK a lot because uh, I'm working with the BBC on hopefully creating more fresh, disabled content for us to consume. Yes. Which I think is very important. Yes. Um, so I'm working with them on a development team um, for six months. That's really, really exciting. It's very tough as well because I feel a lot of pressure. Yeah. Because like, there's so much red tape we don't realize. Like mm-hmm. I don't want another undateable. Mm-hmm. I don't want another like love on the spectrum. I want something where it's not... Like, okay, it's a better disability, but it isn't focused solely on that. Mm-hmm. You no, know,
0: it's so weird that you brought up uh, The undatables because I literally got a DM today, not from The Undatables, but uh, from a producer of something called Dating Different. And uh, I'm like, that's just The Undatables rephrased. Yeah,
1: with a nicer name.
0: And it's funny because you and I are joking about like how awful something like The Undateables is. Yes. But like... A lot of people consume it. Like, a lot of people watch it.
1: I was asked to go in the first season.
0: I was asked. I was asked. They found me on Facebook when I was 14. <laughs> they fa- When I was 14, I remember. I remember, like, I was on a training camp or a competition or something. And I got this message on Facebook. And I was like,
1: what? What? I'm, I'm a baby. i, know, I was no. so insulted. That's, and just the the title itself. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Of course, it's, I understand that they are... Like breaking a boundary of watching disabled people date, but it felt like we felt sorry for them, or kind of laughing at them in a sense. That just made me feel a bit like it. Just, it just it felt a bit unsavory to me. Mm-hmm. Like, and I didn't like the fact that they were exploiting people's disabilities.
0: Yeah, that's exactly what it is. It's exploiting people's disabilities to get views. Yeah. Um. And like. If, the content that you want to create is more education and inclusion. Yeah.
1: and I also want to create a show where we actually date able-bodied people. Like, why are we always segregated in these shows where we date disabled people or only them? Or, like, able-bodied people just date each other? Why mm-hmm. can't it be, like, a show where we kind of merge the two together and see... I'd love to see kind of a Married at First sight thing where we sit them down with psychologists and see how able-bodied people feel about dating to disabled people mm-hmm. and vice versa oh, and like wow. walk them all in each other's shoes because that's what we need to do to actually really change the conversation
0: yeah i guess that's kind of why i wanted to make this podcast because there is a bias yeah. and there is a fear yeah. around people with disabilities. And that's the sort of that's exactly what you're doing by creating this content is is to try and change people's perceptions. And what do you actually think people's perceptions are before before yeah. they meet someone with a disability? Because it's so it's so weird like how how much disability can affect absolutely everyone, but there are people who just don't have any disabled people in their lives, so they're
1: yeah. terrified. And, and I do think and like, this might be unpopular, unpopular opinion, but I do think it comes from both sides of the spectrum in terms of like, disabled people have to do something as well. Do you know what I mean? It doesn't have to always be able to be people coming to them. Um, and I think that we have to meet in the middle and understand that what we've been taught by the media is that disabled people aren't desirable. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Because that's what we've been consuming. And disabled people sometimes have a, use a victim card of like using their disability to kind of get out of things or this is why the, that's the way they are. And I understand that. But to make a difference, you don't need to come to a happy medium and understand that it's two sides to the coin. Mm-hmm. And that's why the conversation needs to happen and change. Because mm-hmm. it won't happen unless something happens where we actually see it on media and we visually understand it. Because the biggest thing with disability is that people are so scared of it because it's the only minority group that you can actually become Disabled yourself if you're able-bodied. Mm-hmm. So how do you how do you market that? How do you understand it? How do you answer the question? You know what I mean?
0: I think it's nearly like just showing the lives you can live, yeah. but also at the same time the. The media educating like able-bodied people about how scary it is or undesirable yes. it is to be disabled is also educating disabled people that exactly. it's undesirable to be disabled. Exactly, which is so damaging.
1: It is because like it's taken me. I don't know if you're the same, Ellen, but like I still have that like self saboteur in my head that I feel undesirable. So that when someone gets at me, I feel like so lucky that they they want me because I feel like I'm broken in some way. And that's, which, is mad. And which is mad because you would think I'm so confident and I am but it's still in the back of my head so even the most confident people who have and everyone has their problems but especially in a physical way you know uh, in terms of being in like a dating or gay world it's all about physical appearance now and I think that that can sometimes play in my mind
0: mm-hmm. and do you think Maybe because you're like, oh, lo- I'm so lucky that they chose me. Do you yeah. think sometimes you accept the wrong sort of love and love that you absolutely. don't deserve? Because, because you're like, I'll, ac- I'll take anything just yeah. to feel wanted.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And like, I think a lot of what I do is what I do. Why I do what I do is that kind of need to feel like validated that I am somebody yeah, that, like, because even from my family, I always felt like, what will you be able to do?
0: Yeah. to
1: you I mean you're disabled? What could you do? Yeah. And that's because they were so scared and uneducated themselves that they were just like, they thought I'd just be in a granny flat beside their house.
0: Yeah.
1: A granny flat's like this little box that's just put beside their house. They actually assumed that I wouldn't be able to achieve anything in my life. Yeah. And thus didn't really push me academically or anything because they were like, whatever you do is fine. Uh, do you know what I mean? So I felt. That gave me a fire to like really push forward. And I do feel if I didn't have it, it like sometimes it, uh, people react in different ways. I reacted like that and I wanted to make a difference and I wanted to prove them wrong. But it definitely did give trauma.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, we haven't actually touched on your disability yet and we probably should. Oh my God, Because yeah. it is about disability. <laughs> so yeah, your your parents, when you were born, automatically were like, oh, accepting that there he's gonna be in our life living beside us the whole time because you were born with your disability yes okay so how tell me about it
1: so i have cerebral palsy in my legs um and it just means in layman's terms that like i walk differently so the the nerve endings from my head to my leg the signal is slightly off so the problem why you can't change it is because i keep telling myself to walk wrong Mm You would have to like restart my brain so it's actually not my muscles i'm Destroying my own muscles, in a sense. God damn it, Paddy. I know, always the drama. (laughs) Come on. Well, my mum had cancer of the womb when when I was inside her, so I grew in half a womb, and then, you know, they thought it was going to be much worse. But the biggest thing about cerebral palsy, when I actually did a lot of research, because when I was a kid, I kind of blocked it out and pretended I didn't have it. Um, And I compartmentalised it in the sense of, like, it didn't exist to me. So if it didn't exist, I don't have to deal with it. Um, And only in the... The latter years have I realised I did that, do you know? I think it was a defence mechanism. I just never thought about it. I didn't do my exercises. I didn't, it was like it didn't matter. Mm-hmm. And if I didn't have to face it, it didn't exist. Um, and that was hard to actually realise I did that. But so when I did a lot of research on this, the only time it happens is in the birth canal. So if they had to give me a C-section, I probably wouldn't got it. And a lot of people with cerebral palsy wouldn't get it. If, because it only happens with the strenuous birth. Oh my god! Yeah,
0: that's it's. It's awful. not mad. It, it's awful. But how? Would you, yeah. As an, as a grown man now, you look back and you know if they had done something different. Yeah. But that's why we're having these conversations yeah. because education is so important. But even like what you said there about being in denial about your disability and not researching it and pretending it didn't exist. Yeah. Like, if you had. If you had researched it a bit more when you were younger, if you had that education and you knew how important it was to do your exercises yeah. and stuff, do you kind of nearly regret not knowing? Because you probably would yeah. have a
1: little bit more mobility, would you? Yeah, I probably would. Yeah. Do you know what? I don't regret it because I do feel that I am the person I need to be and, like, you know, I, I am still mobile enough And I probably had to go through that to understand Mm -hmm. what I need to do. Do you know what I mean? I think that everyone deals with their disability and accepts it in different ways. And I think that I probably needed to go through that to actually be an advocate now and to help children now and to understand and empathise with how they feel. Do you know?
0: Yeah. It's it's so incredible, like, what you do and... like, even like, cause it is painful. It is painful to think about it. Cause even like, I would be seen as quite confident and I am, yeah. I don't rarely think about my arm that much. But there are times where I, it does get to me. Like, if I'm have, if I'm tired one day and I drop something, I yes. automatically blame my arm and I'll be like, that wouldn't have happened if I had yeah. two hands or if I want to do something with my hair and I can't do it because I don't have two hands or like... Like it's, a certain
1: hairstyle. Or something. It's yeah. always,
0: you always just go back to that but what you're doing is you're taking kind of all the pain and all the trauma and you're sharing it so that other kids and other people don't have to go through it and you're sharing it for the benefit of other people, that's, like, so selfless.
1: Well, that's what I've hoped to do, but other people would say I'm an oversharer, so, I mean, so, there's two sides (laughs) of every coin. (laughs) Our generation are oversharers, they share everything, and, like, I think it's helped me to come to terms with my disability and also helped me with confidence, you Mm -hmm. know? Um, And I think, and and if I could help children and also their parents to yeah. see a disability in a different light, then that's what we do, you know?
0: That's a big one, parents, isn't it? Yeah. Like, disability, if you are nearly born into the wrong environment where they're absolutely terrified, which is, like, I fully understand yeah. why you would be terrified, because of the lack of education, but if you are born into that environment, it can be so much more damaging than the disability of itself.
1: Of course, and also there's different severities, do you know? Yeah, and I, th- I think that's hard because, so like, the event like Beyond Limits, um, like, it's amazing that we are giving, they're giving people the space to talk about the dreams that they want. And it doesn't matter what disability they have. Mm-hmm. And I think that's such a really big step in the right direction. Yeah. And I think that, like... I think that people are also fearful of disability. Like they're afraid to ask questions about it. They're afraid to give us certain jobs or positions because of us. You know, it's like it's like we are always slightly segregated, or they treat us slightly different. You know, yeah. or they let us away with something because you know. But to make to for, to feel fully accepted by society, like we need to feel the world is built for us, and it's not. Mm-hmm. That's the problem. Even in like. Places you go to, you know, work environments, you know, it's only getting to the point now that you are talking about it. But disabled people have been around for, since the beginning of time.
0: Your disability is physical. Yeah. But have people ever presumed that it's an intellectual disability as well and, and treated you like you're not intelligent because of your disability?
1: Oh, 100%. You know, yeah. Um, like, they wouldn't think I'm capable of certain things because of the vulnerability they see when they look at me, you know? And I think I don't really... That's just innocent ignorance to me. It's, it's like they don't understand it, so they don't want to ask the questions that they could ask. Like, I went, tried to get a job for 10 years, and, um, like, a lot of people just wouldn't give me a job. And my dad, was like, it's because you're disabled. Mm. And then I had to... When I went for a job interview, my first time when I got a job, I had to bring up my disability. You know, and I think there's a lot of pressure on disabled people to always bring up their condition, to always like be open to understanding like people's point of view in it. But like, why don't you come to us first? Yeah. You know.
0: Yeah. It's. Do you ever get tired of it?
1: Oh, wonderbra. Like- <laughs> <that? laughs> Do you not?
0: Oh my God, I do. It's the most
1: tiring <laughs> It's so ever. tiring. <laughs> I'm
0: so tired. And I
1: understand and I think it obviously is essential, but like, it's so annoying. Like, you know, why do we always have to make the first move? Mm-hmm. That's how I always feel. We always make the first move or we always have to get over the hurdle of the boundary of like the disability and show that we have more than yeah. that, you know?
0: Yeah. It's also like, as much as like, I love doing this podcast and I love educating. I think the reason why I love doing this podcast is because I get to talk to other disabled people and we're just yes. having a chat. And it's so relatable. Like everything you say, I get. And I'd say everything I say, yeah. you get as well. But when it comes to like sharing my story with the general public <laughs> to educate them, I'm like, I'm so tired of this, but it's so <laughs> needed. What's kind of like the nicest nearly... uh a nicest bit of feedback you've got, because that's what drives me on to keep doing it, is the feedback from like parents or kids.
1: Well, there's this guy I met, and his name's James, and I met him at an event, and it was f- it was for disabled children, and um, he has cerebral palsy, but it's a bit more severe than mine. So he's in a wheelchair, and like it, it affects his speech a bit. But I sat with him and spoke with him, and obviously, it's like if you saw... A kid with uh, like one arm. It would. It. I get know, so excited. Do you know what I mean? It just. My like people. Yeah, exactly. And like, when I thought and he's sixteen, and like he wants to travel, and he like you know he's finding it very difficult, and like you know, and he sent me a video and put it on his own Twitter and tagged me, and has been like, "It's so amazing to meet you. You're such an inspiration to me." Like he he wants to go. Just he wants to go to Sligo with me and get the train with me and all. And I just felt like this is what it's about. Like that actually melted my heart mm-hmm. you know that that like he felt such a connection with me yeah from meeting me for about 10 minutes
0: yeah
1: and like how amazing is that to have that that he doesn't feel alone because i know i don't know if you've felt but i've always felt alone because you never see anyone in the media like us ever yeah. or you know obviously social media helps helped that and like we've obviously moved forward i'm not saying we're not the same but like Growing up we never saw anyone like us.
0: No, we you didn't. I and mean, I guess I've had a few guests on who are athletes or have been athletes and have done the whole Paralympics, but you haven't. So Yeah. You, I have I was lucky enough to find my people and my community in Parasport. Yeah. So you grew up without a community.
1: Yeah, I had none. Like, there was no I've never met a gate sale person. There was no there's never any in the George. <laughs> Uh, I was never in any disabled community. My dad didn't really put me into them. Mm. And in some ways I think he helped me and in some ways I think he hindered me because he really put me into mainstream society. I had to sink or swim. Like I was in mainstream school, I had all able-bodied friends. I was the only disabled person ever around and never saw anyone else. Um, So in that way, like it really made me sink or swim and have to understand that, you know, people are tough and you have to, work to get what you want Do you know what I mean and you have to work hard to get what you want Um, and I think that's that helped me but it also I always felt alone you know
0: yeah I think it is important to be treated the same as everyone else because I was treated the same as my siblings of course um, and I did go to a mainstream school and all of that but I I feel sad for you that you didn't have an outlet of people with it's not even like it's nearly like We need to create a club. (laughs) We need to create a disabled club ran by disabled people. Yes. Because sometimes as well, like when it comes to uh, like charities or organisations, sometimes like they have the best interests. They have our best interests. Our interests that hurt. Like don't even know the first. Um, But they still treat us as less. Yeah, It's nearly like we need like a bumble for friends, but a bumble for like disabled people we need to create an app Patty. find your people
1: I know I, but do you know I don't know if you know this I was looking up once a sale person got told that she shouldn't go on the app it was called I think it was matchdating.com or something um, oh I saw this and on yeah, Twitter
0: yeah yeah, yeah 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 on
1: Twitter and they were like um, you know I don't know if we would be able to get you a date because of your disability I mean that is outrageous to me
0: she's a wheelchair user like yeah. it's, it's it's not like, what? I don't
1: even I know, know what to say to that. I know. Isn't that like, but I could say that's still in this day and age. Yeah. Um, and I just, I really want to make it easier for people growing up. You know, that's why I do what I do. And I want to see us in fashion campaigns. I want to see us, you know, walking down the catwalk. I want to mm. see us on the TV. I want to not just in like charity campaigns or something very disability focused. Yeah. You know, I want to. It's
0: about, in like, Oh, do you ever get frustrated, right, at people talking about inclusivity and diversity, and they talk about all different sexual orientations, mm. all different races, every, like all the issues of every other group except yeah, disability? I know,
1: we're always at the back end. Yeah, yeah. Just, I think because people are fearful of us, you know, and it scares people. People don't know how to handle it. and they can also become. You can also become disabled yourself, it's like from an accident or something like that, and that scares people as well. Yeah. You know, I think that, in you know, a lot of the way, we were born... Were you, you were born with that, weren't you? Were you?
0: With, with that? <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> I have no arm. <laughs>
1: I was born the same. And I was born as well, and I think that makes it easier for us. Because yeah. we know no difference. We know no
0: difference. Where,
1: like, difference. suddenly, if someone woke up with my condition, or someone woke up with one arm, you know...
0: Yeah, but I sometimes nearly think... I s- Like, with me i'm grateful that i was born this way because i don't know any different but also like i didn't have to relearn things Yes, i just have to i've always had to learn things differently yeah so it's not like i i because even like when i was doing dancing with the stars i i had this conversation with my dance partner and he was like it's so amazing that you're <laughs> able to do these things I know i hate one that hand. oh i hate and that i was like steven I've never known any different, like actually think about this. That's like me saying to you, oh, my God, it's so amazing that you're able to do these things with two hands. It's incredible. Um, So then he was like, oh, yeah, I never really thought about it like that. And I was like, oh,
1: I know people are always that that word inspirational really irks me because they find me inspirational just for living. Yeah. I don't do, I'm not doing anything. Yeah. It's like, but uh, that's like where it
0: comes to like, I can sometimes nearly get jealous though of, not jealous, but I feel like it's easier to accept somebody who's had an accident. Yeah. And they had to get their arm amputated than it is to accept, oh, they were born like that. Like that's not normal. They were born like that. But if they were born normal and they had an accident, oh, we can accept yeah. that a
1: bit more. Do you know what's so funny? I did a, a poll on my Instagram and I said, would you date someone in a wheelchair and like 60% said no and I think it was 40% said yes and then I said would you date someone in a wheelchair if they got it in an accident and 85% said (gasps) yes and the rest said no so it just shows you the the disconnect you know it's not mad
0: do you ever do you ever think about like who you might have been if you weren't disabled
1: you know what, actually weirdly I don't. You know, I think that, I think that we were meant to be yeah. disabled. I think that, you know, I would be a completely different person. And like when I went in the circle and I obviously hid my disability on the circle for a while and the whole concept of me going on was to showcase that like people look at disability as a weakness but I'm going to use it as a strength and win.
0: Yeah, you which, you, which you did.
1: Which I did, which is great. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but that's one for the disabled. <laughs> <laughs> one for us. Um, but then, when I hid my disability, I like I felt like I was hiding such a big part of it and I didn't know who I was anymore. Yeah. So it really yeah. taught me that it's really ingrained in my like makeup, like yeah. everything that I am. Every like even my personality, like it wasn't the same. I didn't feel. Yeah. I didn't feel kind of I felt like I'd feel free without it because The Circle is all about like you talk through an app called The Circle so you can be whoever you want to be so I don't have to show you that I'm disabled which I kind of love that concept of
0: Did you kind of were you kind of intrigued about okay this is my chance to experience being quote unquote normal Yeah (laughs) So you were yeah you were given the opportunity this is madness like you were literally given the opportunity to live the life that probably both of us dreamt of when we were yeah. younger and when you were actually doing it you didn't like it it wasn't you
1: i i felt less of myself i felt like i was muted This yeah. like and it really taught me even though like i've in some ways when i was a kid felt bitter and put it definitely i compartmentalized it and denied it in certain aspects it is a really big part of my identity
0: yeah
1: and without it I would be a completely different person. Yeah. And I think that I needed to st- do that and see that.
0: Do you think it actually was like a learning moment yeah, for you as well? it was. It was a moment you really learned to accept it.
1: Exactly. Do you know what I mean? And I think we all go through that. Yeah. You know, did you have one of those moments as well or maybe not?
0: Um, I don't know. I actually don't know. I, I guess I... It it was like I was more hiding myself. I always loved my arm and my body and it wasn't like I I hated my arm. I just mm. wanted to be like everyone else. Yeah. Um and it was more that like I wanted people to see me and not just my arm. And I wanted to be I it, it's nearly like because there was no representation in the media and because when it did come to disability in the media, it was always like the, the bad guy yeah. it's always the evil person in movies I know the villain it's always the villain um, and we love
1: a villain We love fair we well, do not every not every fucking villain yeah when before. are we going to
0: get a disabled superhero like come on I'm waiting for it oh my
1: god i love that I know
0: well I kind of this is the thing I kind of do have a disabled this is like isn't this actual madness like the only representation I ever saw of me In the media, was Nemo?
1: God, was a fish,
0: was a cartoon fish, and it was so accepting and so cute that there's a little cartoon fish with a little tiny fin, but it's okay because he can swim. Look what he can do! And I'm literally like, it actually, it actually takes a cartoon. It's more acceptable to be a cartoon fish than it is to be a person with a disability.
1: Oh well, I had Timmy from South Park, so. We know. <laughs> you know, you trumped me there. <laughs> I mean, honestly. And that's where the, the question is
0: been, if you knew what was going on.
1: <laughs> but I also, there is a show out now called Special on Netflix, and it's about a gay, disabled guy with cerebral palsy, and he has oh my glasses. God, I watched it. And he has glasses. And like I was like, it's literally like me. Yeah. But what I didn't like about it is that his first sexual experience has to be with a prostitute. You know, that's irritating, and it's like, you know, certain aspects of that, it it feeds into that, like, we're so undesirable that we have to pay for it. It's so annoying.
0: Yeah. Were you...
1: But it's also a good step.
0: Were you afraid when you were, like, going to have sex for the first time that it would be such a big deal, your disability?
1: Yeah, 100%. Were you? Uh,
0: No, because it's... I think it's just more because... I am an athlete and I'm more mobile. Yeah. I think it's just the the mobility thing with me. Uh which which it can have its negatives as well. It's because obviously there's a spectrum of disability, mm. like it's not this is the criteria and you have to meet this criteria. But it actually I'm told a lot of the time that I'm not disabled. And I'm yeah. like, but I'm not able bodied. So what am I? Like where do I fit? And like the guidelines for things are so like strict on the type of disability that you have and you're not allowed like I don't I don't I don't need a blue badge when no. it comes to um the c- closeness to buildings or the space for buildings but you know what I don't need a blue badge for parking because I'm an athlete and I'm mobile. But like, what happens when I'm older? What happens if I have kids one day? Or what happens like, when I retire, like, I'm not always going to be as mobile as I am. Exactly. Um, And I was literally having this conversation with my friend who does have a blue badge. And I was like, just like, it's nearly like my experience isn't even thought of like if it was really windy and I was opening my car door I wouldn't be able to control it and it would 100% smash the car beside me and in that moment we were sitting because he had a blue badge so we were in a a wheelchair space and the door blew open and I was like
1: weird oh my god it didn't
0: hit the side of a car thank god for that I know yeah but even like when it comes to like the supermarket and controlling a trolley like it's mm. actually quite difficult to control a trolley with one hand. I dare people to try it. <laughs> um, uh, things like that are like, you just haven't, like, a disabled person wouldn't abuse the the things given to them because they know what it's like to be disabled. So I wouldn't, like, if I had a blue badge, I wouldn't like parking it all the time. I'd only mm. ever
1: park there if it I needed it. You don't have one, and I don't have one either. You don't with have them. one? I don't have one either. Do you
0: meet the criteria, though.
1: Yeah, I know. I think that I'm more, I hate the... Sp- I'm more proud. And I'm more like it's my pride.
0: Okay. Like, I'm more practical. I'm I like. <laughs> I
1: hate that people just expect me to get one because they think I'm disabled enough to oh. get, have one. That's what I hate and what I love.
0: What has been the worst reaction from? I'm gonna say a a guy. Yeah. Because obviously we get bad reactions all the time from complete strangers. But what has been your worst reaction from someone that you wanted to date or fancied or?
1: I've just been like, oh, I would have, I would have dated you if it wasn't for your disability. Or being turned away at doors when I go, I'm mean, like, oh.
0: being turned away at doors, yeah. like into nightclubs.
1: No, yeah, well, oh. not in nightclubs. Like, where are go going, grinder, oh. you know, and stuff? When I go to their house, And they're like, oh no, <sighs> or like, just I'm not attracted to you with the disability. And just, it's not for me.
0: You should name and shame them, people. Uh, like <laughs> that, can on a blacklist. Be,
1: that can be really. Like still destroying almost or yeah.
0: Yeah. Um how do you how do you pick yourself back up?
1: You just have to remember that those people aren't for you and you know they're so vapid and they're willing to kind of judge me off one meeting, then they're not the persons that I should be surrounding myself with. Yeah. But it still hurts today.
0: I think it's really important that you shared that because there's definitely going to be someone listening who's having that experience, and they see you, and they probably presume that you're this confident person who gets whatever. But no. just to be able to relate to that and know that you're going through that as
1: well. Yeah, of course, and so I think that's I think that sometimes because we create create our own like personas online, and like you know, I am a confident guy that they. People just think I don't go through those narratives anymore. That like you know, um, like I don't have those insecurities in my head. Like I do. I just have learned how to deal with them better.
0: Yeah, yeah, same. You know, I think that's something that, especially when I did dancing, I was getting so frustrated. You know, I remember
1: you were like that time I went with you. I could see how upset you were, so and you upset. like, and even when we were going home in the car, you were just so. I don't know, you just felt like you were annoyed.
0: I was deflated. Yeah. And it was more... It was more... And I think I'm I'm seeing it on Strictly now too, because Ellie Simmons is a dwarf and she's dancing on Strictly. And I kind of got a bit curious and I went onto Twitter and... I wanted to see I don't know Twitter is a bad place. Oh and I shouldn't God. do this, but I wanted to see people's reaction. <laughs> it actually is. <laughs> um I wanted to see people's reaction. Um and the reason okay, the world isn't perfect. The world is trying to relearn how to accept people. And um, like that's where my patience comes in. Yeah, I get it. At least they're
1: doing that, they understand that. Yeah,
0: yeah. And it's it's not always gonna look great, and um, it's more like we just have to retrain our brains to accept certain things. But it was nearly like people were joking about what is the point in this? Like it just looks so bad, and oh my back hurts from watching him crouch over and arch oh my over, God. and things like that. And like they just can't see the bigger picture. Like it's just so disheartening.
1: I know, it's because they're not used to it. Yeah. So they're like, This looks bizarre. But like they're the people that say be kind on their profiles. Yeah. So,
0: you know, exactly, they're the people yeah. that say
1: give them the chance. But then when the chance actually comes and it's put it in front of their face, yeah. they don't want to do anything about it, so they don't want to see it.
0: Yeah. That's like for it with dancing, I when people were like, Oh my god, you were so good
1: mm.
0: I was like was I good or was I good because I'm disabled like I just find that's it also, so that's
1: also your th- I know, I know, I know. You my complex
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> my black complex um, but I have that I have that um, yeah and you nearly just have to check yourself don't
1: you you do 100% yeah and I'd say do you know what have fun and this is your life to live yeah. do you know what I mean and don't allow anyone to tell you that you can't do something because of how you were born Yeah. You know, and...
0: What about, what about, um, people who aren't born?
1: I know, that's a hard one. I can't...
0: Would you, do you actually, because I don't feel, I don't feel comfortable giving advice to people who have been through an accident and they've lost a limb. Because I don't, like,
1: I'll be be honest
0: with them when it comes to, oh, people are going to stare, you just have to Mm. blah, 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 blah. Um but I don't know I don't have the answer because I haven't experienced it and I think it's so unfair of people to think I have the answers to everything
1: I'm the exact same as you I'll be there for them as a person if they want to speak to it as a listener but I can't give you like the tools because my experience has been so different to yours you know and I don't know how you feel because I don't know what it's like to walk without crutches so do
0: you think um the a little patty, little baby patty, uh expected you to turn into the person that you are today.
1: God, I don't know. That's a very deep question. Jeez. It's a podcast, um, babe. I know. <laughs>
0: That's what it's for. It's therapy.
1: Um, I hope so. I'm not done yet, so we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, like I think that I've definitely become a very resilient person, and I de- I go after what I want. Do you know. Um. And, like, I, my whole onus for doing everything is that I want to make it easier for other people as they come up. So, I like, I'm going to make my own table. And, you know, I, like, and I hope that it will be easier for other little paddies or little elements coming up because of what we've done.
0: Yeah. I nearly wish, because I know you work with um, trying to get people with disabilities jobs. Yeah. And I nearly wish workforces realised that the skills we develop as being disabled yes. people are better than, like, able-bodied people are so lazy sometimes. They don't know, know how to adapt. They break their arm and they're like, how can I ever oh. do anything ever again? How do you do this? Like, I
1: know. We have we have rejection like. skills. We have resilience skills. You know.
0: We know how to work in a crisis. Because
1: yes. <laughs> you know, we've had to. We've had to, and yeah. like, I don't even know if you know like, but one of my first jobs when I sold Paralympic pins and you were on them
0: you were selling me? yeah <laughs> you were selling and this me is
1: terrible this is a bit bad but when I used to sell the pins I was on like in, in stalls God, on the streets or at next or anything and it was commission based you. only and people used to assume I was on the Paralympics because of the crutches and I was like yeah I've dabbled in the javelin but <laughs> never touched the javelin in my life
0: <laughs> and, and what was your PV?
1: Um, my personal best. Yeah. Of the pins.
0: No, no I mean, like, did they not like tell no. you? You're like, I'm I real champion.
1: I, I, I was like, I'm more the face of like this part of the organization. It wasn't. It was the marketing.
0: Did you ever actually get asked to do any? Part yeah. Of sport? And is it really frustrating to be like? I just
1: wasn't. I don't
0: like sport. No. Just because I'm disabled doesn't mean I want to do the Paralympics. I just
1: wanted to dance to Spice Girls and wear nice clothes. I didn't want it. <laughs> I didn't want it.
0: Do you know where you could? Dance? Dance with the Spice Girls. Wait, wait. I'm trying to get Paddy on Dance with the Spice. No, they wouldn't put me on. <laughs> they would. So,
1: how would I be? Uh, like, hopefully, I hope they oh, find me. Oh, oh,
0: oh! Hold on yeah you were about to oh, do you were about to do it how <laughs> would I be able to dance because i was? you were about to do it
1: I was oh my god I was <laughs> but I'm thinking of my crutches just hanging off me and me spinning around but that's my insecurity so there I need to check myself
0: yeah check yourself buddy. Yeah. I want to see you on TikTok
1: okay that, <laughs> no Stop. Um,
0: okay so we're coming to the end of the pod and as I mentioned I'm a brand ambassador for Allianz who believe we all have the power to write our own future so this final question is from them Paddy if you had the power to write one specific thing into your future what would it be
1: to be happy if I had to write one doesn't everyone want to be happy I hope to be happy and content in what I've done
0: what a great way to end it Paddy thank you so much for coming on the pod thanks
1: everyone